0: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to yet another cracking edition of the Matt Brown Show. This is the Secrets of Fail series where we're talking to entrepreneurs and CEOs all about their epic business blunders. And with us in the hot seat today uh, is the CEO of Step It Up Academy, and that's stepitupacademy.com. And his name is none other than Thomas Keenan. Thomas, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Matt. I appreciate you, and I'm grateful to be here today with
0: you. Yeah, it's it's great to have you here, man. Okay, cool. So, look, let's uh, get on with the elevator pitch what exactly are you guys up to over there at step it up academy
1: yeah great question it's getting asked that question all the time and and basically we're in business to help others succeed in business Uh, we do that through business coaching mastermind lab events and basically focus on the operation side of business the back end pieces that the unsexy parts of business that most people don't want to talk about
0: Mm -hmm. so who do you work with i mean who's your sort of ideal client Yeah,
1: so we have several different verticals that we work with in in and around the small business area. Our clients are small businesses that are either in a startup mode, ranging anywhere from about 500,000 gross sales a year up to about $13 million in gross sales. In that period right there, that space is where we find the best clients that we work with and allow them to basically implement systems, processes, and grow and scale their companies by running some of the plays that we have
0: hmm So you're like a fractional CEO, basically. Yeah, we definitely do some fractional
1: COO work. It's one of our top packages that we offer our clients. Uh, and then we have some one-to-one coaching options as well.
0: Sweet, bro. Well, you know, <laughs> we should talk. <laughs> okay, cool. So look, let's get into the meat and the potatoes of this one, Thomas. What is your epic story of fail for our audience around the world today?
1: Yeah, sure. Great question. My first business, for sure. I started my first business in, I think, 2001. Uh, I was 21 years old, and I had $300 cash to my name, and I thought that I knew more than my boss. So I went out there, and and let me backtrack here. I was a custom car audio installer, built custom audio systems and, and custom cars, and I loved it. It was a really cool thing to do, and and the finished product was what I was in love with. So um, got to a point where I thought I knew more than the boss. Started this business, and it lasted five years until it was no more. I had to throw the towel in, and. I thought that if I had the skill set of a technician, that the rest would just all fall into place and magically business would appear and I'd make all this money. And that's just not how it goes. You know, I think a lot of people um, expect to focus on the technical ability of their trade. They put a hundred percent of effort into that. When in reality, my opinion on this is more of Pareto's principle, the 80-20 rule. You've got to put 20% of your effort into the fulfillment or the technical side of things. Yet there's still this this 80% that's left over, which is you actually running and operating and owning a business.
0: Mm, yeah, it's like there's there's uh, different types of skills, aren't there? It's kind of like there's, uh, you know, the, the the skill itself of being able to be a salesperson. But if you want to build a sales organization, the word organization implies a whole bunch of other skills, which oftentimes <laughs> you just don't have, especially in the beginning. You know, like I remember... But- In my first business as well, it was kind of like I was a DJ and a a music producer and stuff. But to to get the business acumen right so that you could have a profitable, repeatable enterprise, like that was the thing that took a long time, you know? Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. Cool, bud. So what did that whole experience uh, teach you? What do you now take forward with you in your business today? That's
1: an awesome question. So number one you sometimes you need the technical ability to do things, but oftentimes you don't. I mean, how many, how many restaurants have you gone to where you go and meet the owner and the restaurant owner has no idea how to cook. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. And and I always thought it was the opposite way around when I first started the business. Like, Hey, you have to have this technical skill set. You have to be the master. You have to be the pro. You have to be the expert in order to succeed. And oftentimes I think it winds up keeping the small business owner stuck in the minutiae of the day-to-day of the business because they are the expert there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So there has to be this point where you have to be okay with letting go of control of certain things. And we teach that through a lot of different ways to document things, delegate things. Hey, who do you bring on to your team? What seats do we have open, right? And, and by learning these processes, it really helped me get out of my own way And it wasn't until my second company that I kind of got my head out of my butt and said, okay, well, now I kind of see what's going on here, right? When you have a good opportunity that's put in front of you and you come to the realization that, okay, I'm good at what I do, but I'm not good enough to capitalize on this opportunity to its fullest extent, that's that's real eye-opening. And for me, it wasn't an easy pill to swallow, but it was also kind of the pressure that I needed to say, okay, I have to raise my hand now and call for help. And, and that's when I started getting involved with and working with other business coaches, going to masterminds and finding mentors who could basically tell me, hey, I'm not going to tell you anything about your trade because you're good there. You spent 20 years getting dialed in and knowing that. However, I can help school you up in these other areas. Mm-hmm. And when I coupled that business acumen, the business skill set with the technical skill set, that's when things started to get really good.
0: Mm-hmm. Amazing, brother. So Thomas... <laughs> If you could get into the Matt Brown Show time machine and kind of go back to yourself with the luxury now of hindsight, what would what advice would you give yourself as that whole uh, business was failing? Uh, and or what would you have done differently and why? I
1: wouldn't have focused all of my time and attention into the technical aspect of the role in business. Right? I, I love car audio and I love reading up on the latest, the greatest, the, the tech sheets, the bulletins. What are the new cars that are coming out? I would have dedicated more time earlier into the self-development of me because that's ultimately what has allowed me to grow and scale my companies, allowed me to grow as an individual, just become a better person, a better man overall. And I wish I would have started that earlier. And a lot of that, and people, there's there's many different areas of self-development, right, and working on you. One of the biggest areas that I neglected for the longest time was actually one of the simplest, and that's reading. I, I didn't read anything from the time I got out of high school until the time I was about 35 years old. The only things that I read were the owner's manuals and, and the latest tech bulletins that were coming out in my field. It wasn't that I was, uh, unread. I was definitely intelligent and kept up with my field, but I wasn't, I wasn't reading to make me better. If that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. As the saying goes, don't let your uh, education get in the way of your learning. Right. Yeah. It's the thing. I mean, I guess, uh um, It's just again, it's, it's, we were talking about this earlier, but like, I do believe, like, all of us, every single one of us, we're stuck inside the bottle of our own businesses. We just can't read the label. Um, And so, a book is a thing that gives you that perspective, like, oh, shit, that's the label, you know, just for a fleeting moment, (laughs) or a podcast, or a conversation with a mentor. All these things are, it's all about perspective. And I think the great founders, the great leaders, the great CEOs, these are the guys with, so like I love the saying that I'd rather be rich in perspective than, than rich in cash, in mm-hmm. many cases. I would love cash, but obviously to be rich in perspective is really how you grow things, uh, build better businesses, you know, build better teams, you know, become a better leader. Um, mm-hmm. And so self-awareness, perspective, all these things are, are like conduits to that. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Cool, bud. So what is your advice to other CEOs or entrepreneurs um, out there today about the importance of failing or, or failure in becoming successful?
1: Yeah. Um, lessons learned, right? That's the terminology you got to use in my opinion. It's not a failure. If you look at it with the right perspective, it's a lesson learned. So if you didn't succeed at something, what? break it down afterwards. Right? If you know anything about the military, and I, I never served, so I won't say I will. I did. Uh, But a lot of these guys in the special operations community, they always have what's called an AAR, an after action report, when they're done with the mission. So they go out there, whether it was successful, it was a complete failure or not, they go and they break down, okay, what worked, what didn't work, and what do we need to change and improve upon for the next time? And I I think we should do the same thing as business owners when it comes to failures or lessons learned in our companies or even our personal lives. Because if you, if you don't do that and you don't bring it to the service, you don't have open, direct, authentic conversations around it, you're going to continue to make the same mistakes.
0: Mm-hmm. It's absolutely true, right? So what about uh, books, tools? Uh, well, you mentioned books. Obviously, you've now read quite a few, I imagine. But uh, what is okay. are there books or tools or resources that come to mind that you recommend other CEOs use?
1: Yeah, there's a couple. Um, there, there's two books that I read and I go back to multiple times a year. The first one is called uh, Essentialism by a gentleman named Greg McKeown. That's a great book. Uh, recommended to all my clients as well. Uh, and the other one here, and I, I, get, I get some pushback on this one occasionally too uh, because of the author, right? And uh, it's actually Dave Ramsey. And people in the entrepreneurial space don't agree necessarily with Dave Ramsey's financial advice. I'm not here to debate that. What a lot of people don't know is like the guy's a boss. He's owned, he's owned a massive company out of Tennessee for years, doing big, big, big money. And he runs a large, large team of people. And in order to, to do that, like you have to become an, like an amazing leader, in my opinion. So he's got a book that he wrote called Entree Leadership. And I think that everyone who sits in any form of a leadership position should go and read that book. It talks about company culture. It talks about his hiring process. It talks about how he leads his people. It talks about how he supports his people through through some really dark times and some stuff that's actually happened. And um, I can't I can't recommend highly enough. And and I'm I'm definitely one of the people who sits on the fence who's like yeah I don't necessarily agree with this gentleman's financial advice, especially from an entrepreneurial perspective. But what he talks about from a leadership perspective in that book, I think the guy just nails it. Mm-hmm
0: legendary brother well look um that does conclude your time in the hot seat Thomas appreciate you for coming on the show um, and for being vulnerable and lending your perspective <laughs> so thank you for that and uh congrats on the business you're building brother I think it's a it's an interesting niche as a small business owner myself mm. uh you know I recognize the need of support in the back office there because it's the stuff you don't <laughs> you don't have time for generally speaking yeah. so yeah I agree uh, so thank you it's been great. great. Yeah, it's awesome, brother. Well, look, and everybody else, uh, we'll see you all again soon. Ciao, ciao.